The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. team once again it's me rich rittensland your host to team building around the world the podcast where i speak to people from the team bonding team building industry from all over the globe i am very excited today to have with me as my special guest mr david goldstein he is the owner and operator of headfirst events and team bonding out of stoughton massachusetts right here in new england and he's the man i lovingly refer to as my boss because he's what actually got me into this industry today but before we begin, uh, I do want to give some love to my supporters out there. This show is supported by the Catalyst Team Building Network. Find out more about the world's largest network of team building providers at catalystglobal.com. And we also want to thank our friends at B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. Visit B1G1.com to get started. And now, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, please, can you welcome, with all your love, one of my dear friends and a great, great man, and the man who gives me a paycheck, which I always love and adore him for, Mr. David Goldstein. And those are the lovely people hiding under my table there, David. Ah, oh, very lucky, indeed. <laughs> How are you today, boss? I am good. I feel the need to apologize if you're crediting me to getting you into the industry. <laughs> Well, actually, it's really very funny. It's um, something I do want to get into a little bit later. But first, before we get into that, because you and I have known each other for so long, let's make sure that everybody else knows you. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself or all the team out there? Well, um, as you mentioned, I'm David Goldstein. I am the founder of Team Bonding, and we I've been doing team building and various interactive entertainment and such for about you know, almost 25 years. Yeah, it's since about, it was 98 that you first started? No, 88, excuse me. Well, it was 88 when we first started Mystery Cafe, which okay. was the original murder mystery dinner theater. And mm -hmm. then that, uh, about 10 years later, that turned into uh, team bonding, where we kind of went from corporate entertainment to um, corporate team building and what seemed to be the better direction. Okay. what's the, Explain to everybody who may not know, what's the difference between the two, corporate entertainment and corporate team building? At the time, the difference was um, with corporate entertainment, there was an option, you know, ooh, we should do corporate entertainment. You know, it's, it's, an, it's like a, it's a pocket that they go, I could take money out of that if I want to. Mm -hmm. Corporate team building was, we need this. You know, we really were in it almost before it started where, um, you know, nowadays people talk about company culture, comp employee engagement, employee retention, all the things that are important to companies now sure. weren't always important to companies in the past. But when they started to look in more into it and realize what it took to keep employees happy, to keep them working together, to uh, build their business, they realized that they needed to keep the people that were working with them happier and more engaged and get to know each other better, whether or not they grew or whether they shrank. Mm -hmm. It was important to understand that the employees were their assets. They need attention. They need water. They need food. They need, you know, they need to be, um, to be worked on. And yeah. I think that's where team building you know, came into play. And that's where it became from something I, I, I want to do to a have to do. Oh, great. Well, what made you decide that that was the step to take? I mean, where, where did team building come in for David Goldstein? Uh, okay. So I'll go back to the original story. So my daughter, who you know, Sam, she was very young. She was probably yeah, seven or under. Right. And I was working at home and, and there were, I was doing the dinner theaters and there were about 37 other dinner theaters at the time. Mm. 
you know, there were basically anyone that had a function room. Okay. Um, you know, would put up a dinner theater. And I finally decided, you know, uh, what, you know I, I thought, you know, because I was doing dinner theater, I could be the best and the biggest at it. And I was starting to lose money hmm. to the point where one year we did 500 people at Marriott Longworth Hotel and the bills came through and we couldn't pay the bills. We couldn't pay the, the hotel. We couldn't pay the entertainment. We couldn't pay, you know, we couldn't pay anything. Hmm. So I decided that I was going to get a job. And, you know, Sam at the time said, well, dad, what kind of job are you going to get? I said, I'm going to get a job where I can go to work and I can, you know, leave what I do and pay attention to work and come home and be, be spend time with my family. And she said, well, don't get a job like uh, Aaron's dad. I said, well, what kind of job does Aaron's dad have? And Aaron's, she said, well, Aaron's dad gets up in the morning before Aaron goes to school and comes home at night after Aaron goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have a job like Aaron's dad. Mm. So um, I thought about it and realized that, no, I didn't want a job like that either. I wanted a, a job where I could be proud of what I did, that I had control of, of, of my time and I was able to see the events that the family was that had. And instead of giving it up and getting a job, I started to look into see what else was, uh, was out there that was a little bit more secure. Mm. So instead of at the time we were doing the murder mysteries and we, um, instead of doing the big giant murder mysteries, we started to do the smaller customized murder mysteries. Okay. I looked into the other things that I did and I, we were, we started to do limousine scavenger hunts and spy games and things that people could, you know, use the power of play Mm-hmm. to get to know each other better and to work together better. So we, we developed team bonding at that point as a way to almost dip into a different pocket, into you know, HR and into uh, event planning and start to do things that were more meaningful than just you know, the entertainment stuff. Right. And uh, that was the right direction. Good. Now, I, you say the power of play. And I got to tell you, the, the first job I ever did for team bonding was in about 2009, I think it was. Um, and Paul Giroux, uh, who was also a guest on this show, um, was inter- introducing himself um, and, the, and us. And he said, welcome to team. You know, we're from team bonding where we're going to teach you about teamwork through the power of play. And I remember turning to another one of my assistants and, going, of, and just going, what did he just say? What is that? So can you explain what the power of play means to you since you, you seem to be the one who coined the term for us? Well, when we first started the website, it, it was, um, we used the Plato quote, you know, you can learn more about a person in an hour of play and then a lifetime of conversation. Mm. And that's really where it started, you know, because if we could get people, you know, that were sitting next to each other at work to do something, they didn't have to fear. There was no, there was no real risk to it. Their job wasn't at risk, but they could do something together where they could learn something to sculpt ice or to cook or to do something that they may not have learned before. Mm-hmm. And they can trust other people. Then they had, they had an experience that they can go back to work and they can bond on the next time they were together. Oh, you know, remember the last time I was with Rich, you know, Rich and I, you know, made a meal for the team where we sculpted an amazing rose out of, out of ice or a beer glass. <laughs> we've done, you know, the experiences we've had together bring us together and allow us to trust each other when it really counts, when our company needs it, when there is, you know, there's something on the line. But uh, the power of play has always been, you know, kind of what we've gone for. It's more, um, you know, affording, you know, new experiences and giving people new information and creating things that would allow people to work and play together. Nice. Very, very nice. So you've been in this business for going on 25 years now. Um, can you explain to me what's the difference that you've seen in team, the team building corporation, the, 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 the team building ideal 
from those early days to now? You know, there's been trends along the way. So initially, you know, the scavenger hunt was one of the first things we did. And we called, you know, scavenger hunt was, um, we called it team building by accident because people would have to, <laughs> you know, they'd have to work together and trust each other. And, you know, it wasn't really, it was almost built into the way the, the program was designed. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd get a scavenger list of a hundred items. You've got a certain time frame. You know, you've got a certain number of uh, photographs at the time you had to get their Polaroid cameras mm-hmm. and they had to, you know, figure out how to work together. And, it, you know, and I'd watch teams at the time. I'd watch some teams that would we, we did it with limousines in the beginning. Our yeah. first, our first oh. big scavenger run had 40 different limousines. So 240 people and some people would just get in their limousine and they would just go out and others you'd knock on their limousine door a half hour later and say, are you guys okay? And they're like, Oh yeah, we're just planning everything out. <laughs> so it really allowed different people to, to take different skills and the scavenger hunts changed. So it's interesting. They've gone from Polaroid cameras to GPS devices, to digital cameras, to mm. iPods. And now it's back to Polaroid cameras again because it's nostalgia, <laughs> but you know, now the same type of thing is happening with escape rooms and cooking. And so different things, we've been involved in many different trends in team building where different um, activities allow you to bring, you know, do different things. Mm. Uh, You know, an escape room is an amazing type of team building event. As you know, you lead these things and Mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to get people to, you know, some people will, be the person that will answer the trivia questions or the, the numerical questions. Other people will turn stuff upside down and inside out. Right. But it really allows, you know, a group of people to use all their skills. And I think one of the things I like most of what I do is creating events that allow people to come together and you know, have an experience that, uh, that they really benefit from. Mm. That is great. Yeah. Cause you, you actually call yourself the COO for team bonding. You're the creator of opportunities that we have there. Correct. Yes, it's it's one of the things I call myself. Uh, the other is I'm, a, I'm an ADD entrepreneur. So um, having ADD has been a skill set for me. It's allowed me to look at things and read things and uh, research things and try to find out what's next. Okay, and I've always been really really good at seeing kind of the different trends in the industry. Hmm. So we've gone from the scavenger hunts to the cooking to the escape games to the technology to you know. To now the virtual, that's really what's next. And the virtual isn't going to, you know, it's, it's not going to end when this is over. Right. It's actually going to be part of, of, of our future. Sure. So um, part of, you know, my job has always been to see the opportunities and then create the opportunities for myself and others. Which do you think is, um, I wouldn't say better, but uh, maybe perhaps easier to run? Is it easier to run a virtual or is it easier to run an in-person? I think there's a learning curve to both. I mean, after okay. doing you know in-person events for 20-something years, we could almost predict what would happen. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, In this scenario, because of the global partnership, we saw and heard what was happening in, you know, from east to west where things were getting canceled and people were starting to pivot to virtual events. So we really had to not only learn what was going on and see what was going on, but we had to almost predict the future and be there when the clients were ready for what they were going to do when they realized that they weren't going back to the office anytime soon, when they realized that Zoom is their new best friend, Mm. and when they realized that everything free is not worthwhile, trivia games and cocktail parties, you can only do so many of them. Right. So we're trying to stay ahead of the game and, and put real content, real activity, real engagement, real fun into, into what people do. And I think by staying ahead of the game, um, in a lot of senses, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to come up with something new. I mean, you know, my conversation in an hour is going to be 
you know, when this probably plays, we'll have launched a virtual campfire. Hmm. So in my, in my mind, a virtual campfire is going to be in the middle of your Zoom is a big bonfire. Mm-hmm. And there'll be, a, there'll be a musician. We'll send them some more kits. There'll be ghost stories. There'll be cocktails. And this will be an event that should carry us through the summer. That's excellent. I, I, look, I look forward to that. All right, give me one second here, David. I got to pay a few bills for us here. Uh, so stand by for me. Ladies and gentlemen, let me take a break for a moment to tell you about the Catalyst Team Building Network, an association of team building providers. With representatives in over 90 countries speaking more than 20 different languages, the Catalyst Network is widely regarded as the voice of the team building industry. Network members share resources, best practices, and business opportunities. Catalyst partners are learning from each other and pushing the boundaries of what is possible in team building. Catalyst Network members share a common goal of creating highly relevant, socially responsible, good-valued experiences for their clients. For more information, please visit CatalystGlobal.com. The Catalyst Team Building Network, the world's largest network of team building providers. And we are back with one of the members of the Catalyst Global Network, the COO of Team Bonding here in Stoughton, Massachusetts, David Goldstein. All right, David. So, um... Let's talk about some of the events that you have going on. Can you give us a favorite of yours that you're doing right now? That we're doing right now. Um, I can give you my favorites overall, but the, the, the favorites, I guess, that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's it's trying to keep up with what we're doing and what we're going to be doing. I think okay. my favorite is Team Prov. Ah. So, so you know, I've always been a big fan of, of improv. I even, you know, I owned an improv troupe for a while, if you can actually own an improv troupe, but as far as comedy <laughs> sports... Um, but I've all, you know, watching people laugh and engage, you know, it's almost better than it is live because people's inhibitions are down a little bit mm. as compared to if I was standing next to you or standing around a group of people, what people think of me, I, I know I'm being watched and I know everything I'm going to be doing is, um, is involved in what other people are doing. But I, I was talking to one of the event managers, Jane you know, earlier today, and she said she was in a, in, in a zoom room with one of the participants and there was two people. There was a guy from Scotland and there was um, a guy from the U S an African American, and they were having a playing a game and having an honest conversation about what's going on in today's world. Mm. And they, at the end of it, they were in tears and they were so happy that they could be together and have this conversation that they may not have had in person. And I think something like team prov and something like these type of activities allow conversations to be had that may not happen in person. So I think to be, you know, yeah, that's my favorite now. I, I reserve the right to change. <laughs> of course. My favorites. But yeah, I think that, that has transitioned to one of the best things that we do. So um, that's a fantastic memory to share, by the way. Thank you for that. I, I love hearing those little stories, um, especially over the years, however many that I've had, to, you know, the the honor of being present for myself. But let, let's talk about what's what's your favorite memory of an event. All right, as compared to worst memories. All right, we'll go to favorite <laughs> Well, memories. we can do both. We have the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm always the one with the new ideas. So, mm. you know, I will come up with an idea and people will say, oh, my God, you know, either that's a great idea or that's a horrible idea or no one's ever going to do it. So when, when I thought about <laughs> ice sculpting for an idea, yeah. everyone's like, are you kidding me? Chainsaws. I'm like, not chainsaws. We don't have the liability for chainsaws. <laughs> But the idea that people can start with a 50-pound block of ice, work together with hand tools and gloves in a safe manner and create something that is uh, meaningful and artistic and yeah. customized. I mean, I, I think when after the Bruins won the Stanley Cup, 
we did something for, <laughs> for the owner of the Bruins, Jeremy Jacobs, and, you know, on center ice at Boston Garden. And they created a hockey puck that, you know, that, that had the Bruins logo on. And just the creativity that comes out of some of these things yep. amazes me. Fantastic. Um, on the other side, you know, there was the murder mystery that we did in uh, Arlington, in, in Sharon, Massachusetts, where I live. That was almost across the street from my house. Mm-hmm. And one of the actors didn't show up. So I actually had to be in that murder mystery. <laughs> Have you heard this story? No, no, this one's new on me. All right, this is a new one. So basically, this was in the company of killers. And they said, okay, David, all you really need to come in and do is you come in with a gun, you say something, and you get shot, and you die. <laughs> I can do that. I had been doing murder <laughs> mysteries for 20 years, and I'd never been in a show. <laughs> so there we were in the back in the back of Alice's Mandarin Taste Restaurant. I came in, did my thing, I got shot, and I crumbled to the floor. Okay. What nobody tells you is there's a certain way to fall when you die. That doesn't involve your head smashing into the cement floor. Right, right. That wasn't shared with me. <laughs> so yes, my my one and only murder mystery appearance. I said, you know, I, I I looked like I was dead because I almost was. Oh jeez. So this is this is why we can't get you to come and do more shows now. Is that what you're telling me? Why. Okay. One of the reasons. <laughs> what if I teach you how to fall? Would that be better? You might have a better chance. Okay. But, uh, Although that could be a good future event. I could actually, because I've done stunt work, I can actually teach stunt work to, on the corporate side. Wouldn't it feel better? You do, know, do you think people nowadays, feel, feel better, better like learning how to do it? Is, is, is stunt work, Rich. It's, <laughs> I could teach it's doing it without It's doing it without a net. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Um, let's switch gears just a little bit here. Um, let's talk about charities. Now, we do a lot of work with charities. Um, can you give us an example of some of those that you've worked with over the years? Yeah, I love the charitable programs. It really mm-hmm. is. It's, it's truly the most meaningful thing that I think that I've been a part of. And I remember one of the first things that we did, we did a teddy bear uh, donation where we built teddy bears and we donated teddy bears. And we had, um, there were children with Down syndrome. Mm. And we gave the teddy bears to them and the facilitator came back and he told me, he said, David, he said, you wouldn't believe it. You know, everyone in the room, myself included, was in tears. The charity, the clients, myself, everybody was, was in tears. I said, you know, if you really think about it, I mean, you have the only job where you get paid to be successful and you're successful when everyone cried. Yeah, yeah. But the things that we've given back, the bicycles, the cancer care, the cancer care kits, the, the program that was developed because... My brother and one of the facilitators were fighting cancer. Mm. The idea that we're able to create something to give back to people that are going through these battles. Um, really, it's truly amazing. What it, It's more than team building. I, I, you know, it, I know it's, it's become a, re, a real part of our lives. I know it's sort of along the lines of trying to name your favorite uh, event. Do you have a favorite charity that you worked with over the years? Again, I always think of the, 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 the ones that... Um, that weren't as ideal as compared to the ones that were. I mean, <laughs> Hit me. we, 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 we work with the, you know, the, the red cross and we have in particular, we also work with the boys and girls club. And in particular, yep. we've worked a lot with the Dallas boys and girls club. Mm. And they did a video for us a while back where, when we donated the bicycles, they sent us a video of the children receiving the bicycles. Oh, amazing. And, you know, they were on their bicycles that, that our team built and they were thanking us for, for you know, for providing them with bicycles. And mm. it was, it was amazing. Because I have to tell you, um, again, 
going all the way to back to the beginning of my career with you, um, I started my first event was a team building bike race, uh, the, the, the bike build. And we had the boys and girls club there to collect the bikes and the look on the, the, the guest faces, the clients faces, um, when these kids get to run in and jump on the bikes and start pedaling them around the room, it's, it's, it lifts everybody in that room up. That's amazing. And yeah. I'll give you the other side of the story, which Please. ideally I'll, I'll spin it in, in the right way. <laughs> so my, my brother, um, Michael has been a, um, an entertainer who entertains kids with cancer. He does, uh, you know, the Paul Newman camp and he's done charity work and hospital work mm-hmm. and whatnot. So when we did one of our first, um, bike builds in Atlanta, I asked okay. him for a charity and I, and he said, you know, I've got this great charity. It's a cancer program that we work with and, you know, they'd love to receive the bikes. And we told the client and they said, Oh no, we don't want kids with cancer. We want kids who are poor. Huh. And we had to go back to the client and say, this is the charity. Yeah. The kids that are, have cancer have siblings. The kids, siblings will be the ones that receive the bicycles. Mm. And we can either do this program for this charity or we won't do this program for you. Wow. You know, this is not, we're, not, we're not creating a circus. We're not creating an event for him. This is l- real, legitimate, honest, right. you know, giving back to someone that has never had a bicycle. Right. And we ended up doing that event and they were so grateful. And it was just, it was, it felt really good to say, you know what, you know, this isn't a show for you guys. This is, this is, you're giving back to a real, real kids. And those real kids go through, you know, with, with a sibling that's going and a family that's going through cancer, you know, they need it just as much, if not more than someone that's just poor. Sure. Sure. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, with that in mind, actually, I want to throw one more time. We've got one more supporter here to talk about. So hold on one second for me, David. Let me take a minute to tell everybody about B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. When you're part of B1G1, you bring new purpose, meaning, and relevance to your business by making giving a core of what you do. Unlike conventional giving models, B1G1 helps small and medium-sized businesses achieve more social impact by embedding giving activities in their everyday business operations to create unique giving stories. Every business transaction can impact lives from as little as just one cent. So please visit B1G1.com to get started. That's B1G1, business for good. And now you've done work with B1G1 as well, don't you, David? Yeah, it's part of the Catalyst Network. Every, everything that we pay the Catalyst Network actually goes into a donation for them. Fantastic. So it's a nice thing. And we've also built programs where and you'll, you'll do a scavenger, for instance, and you will solve a challenge and by solving that challenge, you know, kids in Indonesia learn to read Wow! or a tree gets planted somewhere else. I mean, they have such global reach that you can do. Um, I think it's amazing to be able to you know, tie into some, something like them to, to have reach much beyond the, you know, that I can reach here in Stoughton. Hmm. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about the clients out there. Um, let us say that I was a, a business owner, no matter which size, when should I start thinking it's time for to get team bonding involved with my company? What should I be looking for? You know, it's, it's not a one size fits all. So it's, okay. you know, we used to be, you know, when team bonding started, you know, we had a website and we're like, Hey, we're a team building company. Hey, we do this. We do Olympics. <laughs> we do, you know, we do all this great fun stuff. And then mm-hmm. we realized no one really cares. They, they, there's no, there's no raving fans for team building companies, mm. but you as a business owner, 
you will have a need. You'll, you know, you'll have a conflict at work. You'll have, um, you'll have a, uh, a kickoff at the beginning of the year. You'll have an intern program. You'll have a holiday party. You'll have something that you want to do to give back to the community. So we're much more findable now in you know, meeting the, those needs. So if you have a need, that's when you go, oh, geez, I have a need. I wonder if team bonding can do something for us. Mm. Um, you know, what do they do for interns? What do they do for summer outings? What do they do for holiday parties? You know, to have a charitable holiday party yeah. instead yeah. of just, you know, lavishing yourself in drinks and gifts and food to be able to build bikes or to, or, or, or donate uh, wagons of toys to children. Mm. That's so much more meaningful. That's when companies should look out to us when they want to do more with the resources that they have. That's fantastic. Now let's look at it from the other point of view. Let's say that I'm um, <laughs> a fresh-faced new person looking to get themselves into an industry. Why would you recommend team building for me? To be part of the industry as a facilitator, right. or to be in or this how or at any point at, at anywhere because you you have a fantastic team surrounding you. I mean, I've met everybody in the office, and everyone is dedicated not only to you but dedicated to the business itself. So how how would Let's 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 ask two questions then. What do you look for when you want to hire a new person? You know, it's interesting. When we first started, you know, as you know, we were a theater company. Mm -hmm. the, the thing about a theater company is people have passion. Sure. You know, they are in theater because they love to perform or they love to entertain or they love to see people laugh or they love to, you know, to do that. So I think what I look for now and I think what we've got now is people who are passionate. You know, people who believe in, you know, in, in loving what they do. This isn't a job, you know, you can't do one of these things and go, okay, well, you know, I just, you know, I just worked at Walmart, you know, for seven hours. You know, <laughs> if you go to an event and you deliver an escape room and you see the way the people look at you when you, when you walk into the room with skepticism and go, oh God, roll your eyes. We have to do another team building event. Right. Right. And the they laugh and, and cheer and applaud and hug. Hopefully they'll hug again. Um, you know, you've, you've made a difference and people, you know, I want people that, that make a difference mm -hmm. and that want to make a difference in what they do. There's, there's no two days ever the same here. And that's a good thing. Great. Okay. So what is it about, um, now the second part of that question, of course, being, what is it about me that I should look for if I'm thinking of team building? I mean, I'm just, I'm not myself because I really do enjoy my work, especially the work that I do with team bonding. I mean, the, 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 the different the variety of things that we offer and be able to put it out there into the world. You've got me flying all over the country for God's sakes. And it's an amazing opportunity for me. But if I were just someone say coming out of college and I was looking through ads or I was looking through looking on websites and I see a team building company is looking to hire what about what should, what should I be feeling that connects me to that company? I think what, you know, what, what you'd be feeling or what we'd want you to be feeling is a, is a connection, you know, that I think we're, we've stayed as, you know, although we're, you know, large in the team building industry, we're a small company. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, you know, as an intern or as a facilitator or as an event manager, you really can get involved in things. You can really make a difference. You know, we're, we're doing things that make a difference, whether it be giving back or whether it be uh, launching something new or developing a new program. I mean, one of the things we did um, two years ago is we were the first ones to bring the Haka as a team building event to clients in the U.S. Explain what and, that is, because I'm sure many of my listeners don't know. 
So the Hakka is a, you know, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with the All Blacks, the rugby team, they, you know, it's, it's based in New Zealand and it's based, um, there's a chant that they do that uh, is motivation and also uh, just a, a self-identity thing. It's, it's, it's deep in their culture. Mm-hmm. And they come out before every game and they, they, do, uh, they do a Hakka to before every match. Mm. So I've, we work with a facilitator who um, is a, an original member of the tribe and is able to take that and make it a, a motivational thing for kickoffs, for mm. workshops, for, you know, they've taken something that has is so ancient and passionate and powerful in history and turned it into something that can be used as for, for business purposes, for motivation, for team building, for engagement. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, will be part of that forever as far as the first ones that, that brought this to this country. Hmm. So, you know, not every little company can do big things. And I think right. being part of this industry, you can, you can play above your weight. Great. You know, that's, that's, that makes sense. that is a nice way to put it. I really enjoy Cause I mean, how many different things, how many different opportunities can be reached out through in this company? I mean, just in my work that I've done with you, you have used me as a as a writer, as a director, as a creator of content. I mean, you, how many different types of possibilities are there out there for somebody coming into the company? I mean, there's there's two sides. There's the there well, there's many sides, but there's the marketing side, which basically has to get the word out so people can find us. Right. There is the event management side, which is the people that put all. The, you know, I always thought we'd make a great reality show. <laughs> you know, what clients see when you get there with with the, the assistants and the stuff, they have no idea, you know, that it's been through, you know, UPS or been through packing and shipping and delivering and design. And, you know, we've had to manage the event. We've had to manage the expectations. We've had to hire the facilitators There's, and the assistants. There's so many things that go into mm. putting an event together that people don't see. It's almost like um, Wizard of Oz. You know, don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> All you really see is what's up front, but you know, behind the curtain, so much has gone through yeah. to get us to that point. So to see that, to be part of that, I think is, yeah, I think it's exciting. It excites me every day. Good, good, good. Yeah. I've, I've often said to people um, when discussing what it is that I do for a living that uh, under the name team bonding should be the catchphrase. Yeah, we can do that. Well, years ago, I used to run a company called Learning Adventure. Learning Adventure was a little bit like Boston Center for Adult Education. Okay. It was a catalog of about 100 different events. And this was, this dates myself, but <laughs> this, this, this is before we really had the computer. Okay. We, I mean, we had the computer, but it was, it was green and it, it started with a, you know, a dash dash. <laughs> and the phone would ring and people would go, would, would I'd pick up the phone and go, Learning Adventure. And they say, Can you do this? And I go, Let me check the computer. I'd put the phone right on my chest. I'd count to 10 and go, yep, we can do that. <laughs> and as soon as we hung up the phone, we'd go, what the hell are we going to do that? And then we'd make it happen. And, and yeah, there's a bit of magic to it. Yep. And it's always exciting when you have to do that on the day. And point of fact, um, you were just telling all of us uh, in the company, what, what tell everybody what you just created today. Well, you know, there are lots of things that virtual events have are showing uh, indications of good and bad. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was talking about previous to this is because we are not traveling people, we can actually do any of our events in any language at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a client that wants to do something Jap- in, in Japanese, we can bring our Japanese partner in to do that. So I was told this morning that we booked our second event this week, the same day. 
previous to this, we had a, we had a record. It was my record. It was, uh, we did a play the blues program where it was for the congressional record in DC. They hired us the night before we flew with our harmonicas and everything. And we were at that client the next morning and we did the play the blues twice in this last week. We've done events in less time. So Mm. it's almost like we're solving a team building emergency. So, um, in my way, I own, I don't know, good 300 domains. When I have a good idea, I decide, <laughs> oh, we need to buy a domain that fits that idea, and eventually something might happen with it. And uh, we now own teambuilding911.com, you know, for team building emergencies. Very good. All right, my friend. You've been doing great, by the way. I know you expressed a little reluctance. You're kind of new to this whole podcasting thing. But I want to say you're doing a great job. Except now I'm going to put you on the hot seat because it is, it is time for our lightning round. All right. Now, the way this works, just so you are aware and everybody listening out there, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and I'm going to ask you a bunch of really simple questions. Your your job is going to be to answer them as fast as you can without thinking. Okay, so just have fun. Enjoy. Basically, this is retribution for everybody we've ever put through silly little competitions as part of our team building. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy. (laughs) What is your name? David. How many children do you have? Three. Which one's your favorite? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days I'm going to get somebody to give me a correct answer to that. What's your favorite book? Oh, God. Um, My favorite book is probably something by Seth Godin. He's a marketing guru, and he's gotten me through a lot of marketing emergencies. What's your favorite children's book? Um, oh, what was the one? It's I'll Love You Forever, I'll Love You For Always, uh, For As Long As I Living For... I can't think of the name of it. That's it's it. To the Moon and Back. Nice, nice. Um, if the Night you, Moon, that was it. There it is. If you could have somebody play you in the movie of your life, who would it be? You know, I've always said... People's always said I've looked like Gene Wilder. So I guess if he was back, I'd, I'd go for Gene Wilder. That is awesome. And, oh, we're... No, that's it. We're out of time. Sorry about that, David. You, But you did great. You got six answers all done, and all of them pretty correct. <laughs> can we do it again? No. <laughs> well, you can do it again the next time you come back on my show. Ah, uh, you got it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one more time, please give a huge round of applause to my dear friend and the man who signs my paychecks, Mr. David Goldstein. And that's it, my friends. Once again, thank you all for listening to Team Building Around the World. If you like this show, please share it with a friend or a colleague, and we'd be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave a favorable review. So once more, from me, Rich Rennensland, remember, if you're in the sound of my voice, you're on my team now, and I'm on yours. You take care of yourselves, folks, and we'll see you again real soon. It's been said that you learn more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. So why not put your co-workers to play with the help of the team at Team Bonding? Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? Their catalog of innovative events includes scavenger hunts, Jeopardy, and much more. Each activity, whether live, virtual, or hybrid, maximizes the impact of team building with an accent on fun. Visit TeamBonding.com to schedule your event now. Team Bonding, when you want seriously fun results.